The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hey, Blue. We are the Baseball Umpires Podcast for umpires by an umpire. We are more than just balls and strikes and outs and saves. Listen in for tips, rule interpretations, equipment and attire reviews, interviews with umpires of all levels, and some funny stories that might come up every time out on the baseball field. If you're new to the field as an umpire or a seasoned vet in the world of umpiring, then this is the podcast for you. Hey Blue, the Umpire Podcast is part of the 1420 Sports Bar group of podcasts on the Belly Up Network. Umpire Podcast for Umpires by an Umpire for this January the 18th, 2023 is brought to you by MahlerBrothers.com. Go to MahlerBros.com today for all your uh, golf attire umpires. Get out there, save yourself 10% with promo code uh, 1420BROS, B-R-O-S. Get yourself some nice polo shirts to go to the field uh, and looking good this season or for your golf game. Go out there. You look good. You feel good. You play good or, or you umpire good. Anyways, MullerBrothers.com, a, a, a new sponsor of the uh, 1420 group of shows. Thank you very much, guys. Make sure you guys support them out there. Anyways, we'll get on with the the, uh, the Hey Blue podcast for uh, this January the 18th, 2023. Uh, admittedly, people who know me, people who work with me, uh, people who don't even work with me, they uh, they know I'm an umpire dork through and through. There's no getting around that. Uh, a proud umpire dork, to say the least, but uh, an umpire dork to nonetheless. More admittedly, actually, I'm more of a, a mechanic. Mechanics dork. I, uh, I still still catch myself uh, in the mirror once in a while, looking at my out call, trying different uh, different calls, different strikes, different times, different this and that. Uh, those of you who umpire who who have uh, been doing it for a long time, most of you are probably in the same boat, and you're umpire dorks as well. And uh, it takes us umpire dorks to uh, to keep the game rolling throughout uh, throughout North America or throughout the world, wherever it may be. It, it's us. It's us guys that uh, enjoy the game for its uh, goofy, quirky. Uh, quirky ways i guess a way of putting it and getting out there and umpiring the game that we love and being a, being a part of it on a on a nightly basis no matter what level you do it but uh the the one thing i like about uh, the one, not one, the one thing. One of the things I like about umpiring is getting out there and making that crisp call, having your mechanics that are consistent. Uh, everybody knows, and everybody in the building knows what your call is. Uh, go, going out there with confidence, make, making it look okay. Cause half the times, if you, if you look good and you're confident doing it, I didn't say, uh, and if, if you're, you're, uh, confident and assertive, not aggressive, we go over that a lot at the uh, Southern Albert Umpire Association. But if you're assertive with your call and you're confident with your call, that'll get you through a lot of troubles and that, and that's one thing about having uh, cr- proper mechanics consistent mechanics where everybody knows every, everybody in the building knows what the call is that can help you through a lot of troubles no matter what level you're at uh, the old Steve ball can get you that that happens it, it's 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 a thing we actually had a couple of guys talking about that last weekend when we uh, us older guys took some pitches last weekend uh, for the PBA thank you once again very much uh, Todd Hubka and Ryan McDonald the PBA for uh, allowing us umpires to go out there and uh, see some pitches earlier in the, in the season that we uh, normally wouldn't get to see but that that got brought up that uh, the steve ball thing and the mechanics don't look good if you come up confident with with your call and they are consistent then you'll get yourself out of a lot of pro- a lot of problems uh no matter how many people are in the building if there's 10 parents in, uh, behind you or if there's 10,000 people uh getting the call um getting the call right is obviously the most important but making sure you you look like you you know what you're doing and you're getting your calls uh you may you have your mechanics crisp 
clean and there's no guessing what the call is supposed to be uh, a lot of times guys there they they call a guy uh they call a guy safe and all of a sudden their hands because they get a little excited lower levels they get they're getting a little excited with their safe and they're just throwing their hands up in the air and it looks like they're calling timeout uh you know and then you get a guy uh, another thing they're, they're pointing to first base uh, on a on a, uh, a check swing and they're using the wrong hand and all of a sudden it looks like it's a a, a strike call the guy the the 45th row at, at yankee stadium he doesn't know the difference who's 14 or 15 Bud Lights deep, he may not know the difference what's going on. So having the proper mechanics and getting out there and working on those on, on, a, on a daily basis uh, is very important to, uh, to a young umpire, to an older umpire. There, there's guys who who have uh, not the, the best mechanics at times and it gets them in trouble because you get people guessing what the call may be. And if it doesn't look good and it, it looks like you're, you're kind of second guessing it, even though you may, you might be 100% right, but sometimes when you're making that call, it, may, it might not look uh, like you are very confident with your call and having the proper mechanics and doing things properly. Not that I'm 100% right all the time, uh, but I do take some pride in my mechanics when I'm out there. There are things that I, I do probably showboat a little bit i guess we all do a little bit when it comes down to it on a on a call but we all practice our our bangers at first base or our uh, our, our stolen base at a second getting those right or you have a safe a safe at home plate or whatever it may be but having that call consistent so everybody in the building knows what the call is going to be is is very important and you're not you're not having uh, 10,000 or like i said or, or 10 parents uh, second guessing what your call is because it you You've made the call. You've made it a hundred times that game already. You've made you've made that uh, that adjustment to whatever's got to happen. And it's very important to have those have those things look good and, and confident and assertive. Not aggressive, but assertive. If you're not going out and punching a kid out at second base, right in, right in his face and the whole bit when he's trying to steal second base and the like. But you just got to make sure that when, when you are out there doing it properly, that it that it looks it looks uh, better than average. I guess is one way of doing it. We all have our own styles. We all have our own ways of doing things. But just making sure that the first off, getting the call right is obviously the most important. Making sure your timing is good, and then give, giving yourself a time to shine. When you have that, everybody's looking at you. You give yourself the proper timing, and you make that call because everybody's waiting for you to make that call. Uh, something as simple as having it, that 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 out, uh, the, the simple using a hammer uh, is very important. One thing that I, I still do to this day is uh, I look in the mirror. I mean, I'm 50 years old. And I'm a dork and everything else. Like I said, I'm, admittedly, I'm an umpire dork. But going in there, having your mirror, do, making sure that the things look okay. Uh, at the Southern Albert Umpire Association, we you know we, we, we try to teach kids the proper way of doing things, making sure it looks right, and, and they're doing things uh, the proper way. The old hammer, making sure that they're, they're doing it right. One thing that uh, makes me laugh, we had this one kid a few weeks back. Uh, guy started calling him Travolta because he was doing the staying alive thing. He was calling guy calling guys out, and he was basically just pointing to the sky with his hand. So I started calling Travolta from staying alive, and he finally got it about using a hammer. And I, I said, "Have you ever used a hammer in your life?" And I actually don't think that he did because he was a he was a younger kid, but he was trying and he was giving it his all out there. So he was uh, he was having a good time, and he, he quite liked it. But you could tell that he hadn't used a hammer before, so he was uh, doing things a little bit differently. And that's why I started calling him Travolta. And just a simple teaching of why why you need to uh, do things like this, and why you need to make your calls a certain way so like i said there's there's not any guessing what the call might be because there is some confusion there's not a whole bunch of hand signals that we have but to make sure that the hand signals that we do use are always the same and they always are crisp and clean and 
and you're not having a situation where people are guessing that like Travolta's call could have been a uh, like the, the out that he had could very easily have been an infield fly. That's how high his hand was and he was doing that. Uh, we also teach at our clinic the, the reasons why you have to point with your with your left hand to, to, to get a check swing at either first or third or wherever your, your partner may be because the person in the in the 50th row at Yankee Stadium they might see that right hand come up if you're not doing a hammer call if you do a point like I do um, then they might they might think that that's a, a call at first base we had that situation a couple of years back with Matt Ben uh, he was on the show love love you Matt uh, and he had that little situation where he pointed to me with his wrong hand we got the call right so it wasn't a big deal uh, it just it, it just it, it we got a few questions afterwards about th- that call did you call it a strike and how can you check a strike when you're not supposed to check the strike and the, and the like so having your mechanics proper having them crisp having them clean is very important so you aren't you can control the stuff you can control and by doing things like that um like i said there's there's zero question as to what you're doing come up come up assertive come up confident come up looking good while you're doing it practice things in the mirror kids or people who are a little bit older as as uh, like here in canada we're getting into the season we're starting to to do a few more things and how ha- and having um your consistent mechanics is is so important. Uh, last week when we were doing some cage works, we were trying to change, do some different things. I was trying to do some different things. Actually, we'll talk about that in a second too. But we just try to get guys doing the same thing over and over and over again because it not only helps your timing, but it, it, it just looks like it's right. And it, when it looks right, it usually is. You might, you'll, you'll get a lot less arguments and a lot less people pestering you when you think that or when it looks proper. And that that's just how things are. Um, like with your, your uniform, the whole bit, if you go out there looking like a schlub and acting like a schlub you'll get treated like a schlub but if you go out there uh, looking good uh, feeling good looking uh, assertive looking confident you, you'll, you'll keep yourself out of a lot of trouble it's the old smoke and mirrors thing that we talked about a few weeks back on the hey blue podcast so there's just little things that you got it that you got to teach and you have to tell them tell the young cadets like john galante from the tri-state umpire association said you teach the cadets the proper way of doing things over and over and over again and the repetitiveness of it it just becomes second second nature we had one kid a few weeks uh two weeks ago at our clinic uh, 14 15 years old i'm not exactly sure how much umpiring he did but uh his mechanics were were, were surprisingly fantastic like the he was crisp with his time call he was crisp with his out call he uh, did the hammer right and he's out he was doing everything uh, exactly like we we taught him maybe he's just a sponge maybe he does it maybe he practices at home i don't know but he was a new to our clinic and was a good to have a young uh, a young cadet out there learning how to do things properly and then actually he was showing some other kids how to do things properly because uh, he was noticing that, that there were some guys doing things that were, were, were a little bit uh not right you don't want to always say wrong you don't want to be negative but if they're just not right is a better way of putting it so having having all your calls the, the right way is so important making sure that you're doing things the right way and if you see somebody doing something a little bit wrong if they're pointing with the wrong hand or we have like we still get kids at our clinic if they're left-handed they uh, they don't seem to to uh, want to forget that they're left-handed they, they, they keep using their left hand for all their calls right and it's just a, it's one of those things that we uh, he he says well, that's dumb. I said, well, it's not dumb. It's just the way it is. And here's why. And here's the reasons, everything else. Right. So it's just one of those things that you have to try to 
pound into people's heads that when they do make a call to make sure that it's uh, it's done the, the proper way because it'll get them it'll get a young umpire out of trouble and it'll help them in the long run because that's what we, we try to do here in Southern Alberta and I'm sure it's right right across Canada United States where where the older guys who uh, might uh, might also have some bad habits but um, they, they should be able to uh, get out of those habits a little bit and learn, learn things to do it the right way and then knowing that they're doing it the right way and knowing that they look good and that they feel more confident and it's it, you become an umpire dork like uh, like if you're listening to this you're probably an umpire dork as well because that's what uh, umpire dorks seem to do and I'm not being I'm not being derogatory by calling anybody an umpire dork or mechanics dork because I'm the uh, I don't want to say I'm the king of them because I'm sure there's people who are way way worse than me I remember that we at the Jim Evans School back in '97, we actually, and it's probably the same way uh, all the time. Though there were so many guys who, would, it's all you did was look in the mirror all day and practice your mechanics and practice this and practice and make sure your your head height and that the tape was on the mirror and the tape was on the ground and you're always doing your your out calls and your safe calls and everything else and the point and the, the point was a big one. Hey, how how aggressive you looked with your point and everything else. Jim Reynolds, who just retired, he had the best point. I remember this the way he did it, and it was a, it was a trigger with a gun, and just the way it uh, it came out, it was pretty solid. I tried to emulate that when I got done uh, umpire school back in 97. I still try it to this day. But uh, the the certain mechanics that you try, but the one one rule we had um, when we went out to, we went to Hooters all the time in Daytona Beach, or not Daytona Beach in, uh, yeah. No, where it does. I can't remember where it was. It's just so long ago. K- Kissimmee. Kissimmee, Florida is where it was. I don't know why I say I played hockey in Daytona. That's why. In Kissimmee, Florida, uh, the uh, we went to Hooters all the time, or to where we Gators Pub was another one. We stopped in a a, a lot and had some beers there. But uh, we had the uh, no mechanics rule when we we're out and about having beers. And if you started doing mechanics at the bar and looking like an umpire dork, you uh, you had to buy a round of beers. And and beers were a lot cheaper back then, so you didn't you didn't much mind doing it. So it was one of those things that, that you didn't mind buying beers. But now you go out and buy a round of a few jugs of beer, it costs you 120 bucks probably the way things go nowadays. But it's a little di- bit different back in back in Kissing. Me would cost you seven bucks a jug, or I think, or whatever it was back then. And and they aren't pitchers of beer because pitchers throw baseballs. You buy jugs of beer, right? That was one of the other things we had at Umpire School. That a few guys that uh, still listen to this show and I'm in contact with today still uh, we, we laugh about that kind of stuff. But anyways, make sure people when you're out there doing things, and make sure when you're uh, when you're teaching kids, or if you're uh, if you're going out uh, just getting things going again for your season. A lot of people season or go go year round. Most of us they don't because the uh, the colder wet weather climates get. Get your mechanics down right. Sit in front of the mirror for for a, a few uh, hours a week and just practice things, making sure that everything is, is done properly. Make sure that you're consistent with what you do. Like I said, so there's no guessing as to what your call might be. There's no guessing yourself, and it becomes muscle memory that this is the exact same thing every time because consistency uh, is, is one of the keys to being a good umpire. And that that's not just making your calls, being in the proper position, but it's also how you uh, how you make your calls. And like I said, then there's no guessing from coaches and parents or anybody because that's usually who uh, get, ends up giving us the, the most grief overall when it comes to the, uh, the great game of umpiring. Go out there, be an umpire dork. Tell your wife that the Hey Blue podcast said you, you had to do it for a couple hours a week, sit in front of the mirror. Maybe she can join you and she can, she can watch and see, see if things look look right or not. Use your phone to, 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 to record it, to see what it looks like the whole bit because that doesn't hurt. Put your uniform on, be an umpire. Maybe don't do that. that that's pushing a little bit anyways the hey blue pod uh umpire podcast and um, uh, umpires podcast 
Four umpires by an umpires. Once again, brought to you by MahlerBrothers.com. That's MahlerBros.com. Uh, get yourself some uh, golf shirts, golf attire. They got all kinds of different stuff on there, and save yourself ten percent on your uh, your for, on your purchases. Uh, go out, make sure you look good for the upcoming season. When you go to the ballpark, like I said, try to look good. Because if you look good, people won't get won't won't think you're a schlub. Go to the field looking good. Leave the field looking good. You look professional. You're act professional. That's that's a part of the smoke and mirrors that we talk about here in the Hey Blue podcast. Oh, once again, I'd like to thank Blaze LeVay for joining me last week on the Hey Blue podcast. Great time talking it to Blaze. We've uh, been back and forth in the text messages uh, since then. We are uh, discussing some different things, and I had a lot of good feedback about the show with Blaze. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure you tune into that one. They're on our long list of shows on the 1420 group of shows. Anyways, the Hey Blue podcast brought to you by Mahler Brothers, MahlerBrothers.com. Use promo code 1420BROS for 10% off. Baseball season may be coming to an end, but real baseball players never have an off-season. Plate Crate is baseball's number one baseball subscription service and is a perfect monthly baseball gift that delivers a box of baseball treasure right to your door. Every Plate Crate contains six to eight unique baseball items, including gear, snacks, training aids, accessories, and apparel. Plate Crate has a different monthly theme and has a retail value of $85 per crate. Plate Crate also has clothing and accessories for coaches and parents as well. Just click on the Plate Crate banner on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or our Twitter account and receive 20% off your order with promo code FASTBALL20 at Plate Crate. Plate Crate, inspiring every baseball player, young and old, with baseball's number one subscription box, one Plate Crate at a time. This portion of the Hey Blue Umpire Podcast and Umpire Podcast for Umpires by and Umpires brought to you by PlateCrate.com. Use promo code 1420PLATE at PlateCrate.com today and give the gift of baseball all year long. Uh, anyways, it was announced last week that AAA baseball was going to be going to uh, robotic umps. They're, they're going to call them or will call them for lack of a better term. But the uh, the thing is, the uh, they're going to do it in two separate ways uh, to see which one works best in the upcoming uh, AAA season. The first way, they're going to have the old uh, earpiece in the umpire's ear, have the, uh, the all the technology technology and stuff like that one. Uh, the, the GM guy for Super Bowl fears with technology and stuff. Uh, anyways, that he had uh, that they're, they're talking about have the earpiece on the umpire. Uh, they'll they'll tell him to what what the call is. Go from there to call it a strike, call it a ball, whatever it's going to be for the for, for the automated strike zone. Uh, I I don't know how much I like it, but it, it's a thing that they're not there that to, it seemed to be hell bent to have that in uh, in professional baseball. Uh, it's just the way it's going to be. I I get it. I don't know how much I like it, but it, it's a thing that that they're they're uh, they're not breaking away from it has to do uh, i'm assuming with the, the amount of money that's up for grabs on a yearly basis and uh, they want things to get right and the i think gambling has a lot to do with it because uh, an errant call that uh, could go a, a gambler's way could uh, end up being millions of dollars out of someone's pocket uh, i don't like it but it's the way things are the other way they're doing it is they're they're using the uh, the tennis brand of things where the uh, all the have all the different cameras and how the, the technology is unbelievable how they've done it in tennis uh, i don't know how many of you guys actually Actually, you guys, guys and gals, sorry, that watch tennis. I don't know how many of you uh, notice when there's a uh, a call that gets under review. It comes up right now, and it's done, and it's right, and it's it's crazy how quick it goes. They're going to do have the batter or the catcher or somebody. I don't know. I haven't I haven't read up on it a whole bunch yet. 
but they are going to say, I want a review on that. They'll get the call, bing, bang, boom. It'll be done quick. Uh, if it's done half as quick as it's done in tennis, it'll be, uh, it'll be a savior because sometimes we see these reviews that happen on instant replay uh, on television. Uh, you go, how is this taking so long when they got an umpire in New York watching the review and then we're sitting here or you're sitting at your house and you got th- you got three TVs down downstairs like I have down in the Yankee Tavern North here and I can watch three different games and Deanne can have the call on a replay done quicker than the guys getting the headsets on. So that's one thing I don't like about the instant review and I, I don't know how much I like the the replay thing. I've never really been a big fan of it because I, I like the, uh, the, the I like that's one thing. I like what baseball's mistakes that can happen on a nightly basis. You hope that there is no mistakes and you hope that uh, umpires get everything right but that's just not um, it's not a thing that can that can happen. It's just not. Like you put ourselves in the best possible position night in night out and you can give yourself as much training but at the end of the day we're still human beings who are going to make uh, the odd mistake here and there that uh, that can come in and can affect the uh, the, the, the can affect a ball game pretty quick um I've always said that once uh, a replay booth comes to uh, whatever league I'm getting in or whatever league I'm in, once a replay comes in, that's uh, that's a sign for old Brent Radlinski to hang up the plus pod shoes for good and call and call it. I don't need somebody else uh, telling, proving me wrong on a nightly basis. I, I have enough people telling me that I'm wrong, even when I'm right, they're, they're telling you I'm wrong. But I don't need to be proven wrong and uh, feel a bit of shame because sometimes your pride's all you got. Sometimes when you get to my age, and that's uh, that's all you want to hold on to. So you don't want to go out there and be proven wrong. You, you try to do everything you can to be right to, and the whole thing like it's crazy nowadays how um there's probably already cameras a ton of cameras even for for i, I still like i said before i still call it little league but uh yeah how there's how many ipads are out there videotaping this thing and parents have stuff that are already happening all the time that uh they're they're saying i i got that on tape blue i got that on tape umpire or whatever they say i got this on my ipad you'll see this afterwards uh, blah blah it's crazy how that's already happening across minor baseball and uh and the, the the lower levels of baseball how how much that's out there with the, there's no review i know i know there's no review but how much uh beaking there is com- when, uh, when it comes to people having the technology that are uh, recording our every move out there and it's, it's, it makes it a little bit tough and kids like nobody wants to be proven wrong and nobody goes out there to do a bad job but uh, when you're getting told on a on a nightly basis that you're wrong and that I, I have this on tape and everything else it can it can start to wear in a guy like and re- re- reviews are funny things there's still times you go holy cow how the hell did this happen and it, you, you go back to we'll get actually get to that in a second here how uh, you know the days before there was review and there were some atrocious calls that could have changed uh changed history really when it comes down to it uh how an umpire made a bad call here or there and it changed the course of history one for uh, a mr Derek jeter we don't know how that situation would have turned out we'll get to that that one in a second but like i said the technology that's out there nowadays for umpires to not only improve their game to, to make things better we use ipads all the time to record uh, uh, when guys are taking pitches or we, we record our clinics to, to get out on our youtube channel so people can check things out they can learn something it's a great learning tool technology when it when used the uh, the proper way can be a, a great learning device and i encourage umpires out there young and old to uh, to utilize the technology that's available to us to improve your game on a nightly basis um tyler malaka he had a uh, a report that he did for his university course where he used the technology and the the the, the game tape to do a uh, actually i'll have him on the show maybe next week we'll discuss his uh his uh his paper on the whole thing or his, i don't know what they call him papers anymore his 
he he wrote a uh, he wrote a I'll call it a paper on 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 a game that, uh, that talked about his uh, fatigue and the game and the tr- travel and the pitches and everything else that was quite interesting and we'll have him on the show next week maybe we'll talk about that but anyways the technology that's out there uh, it can be when it's used for good it's a good thing to have for young umpires and old old, old umpires alike Cause sometimes us old umpires we don't like to be told that we're, we're doing things improperly or we don't like to be told that it was wrong and then we see it with our own eyes that it was wrong. Uh, sometimes it's, it's quite funny. The technology can kind of come back to uh, to bite players a little bit, and uh, it's quite quite humorous. So last summer. Was it was in I think Brooks I think it was and the the game was starting to drag on it was the score was not good uh, in against Brooks it was twenty Lethbridge twenty one to ten or twenty one five or it was some about the eighth inning and a, a pitch came down and it might have been a little bit inside and the, the the batter for Brooks he turned around he said that's not a strike I said oh that's a strike that's a strike and he he beat something he said uh, he said something along the lines I'll watch that on. Uh, home team live i think it was called who the streaming service was last year in wcbl and he uh he said also i'm gonna watch it on home home team live and i'll let you know tomorrow what that call what that what that call is i said when you watch that tonight it'll still be a strike tomorrow i'm not changing that call man like it was just funny and he wasn't picking up what i was putting down that it would like no matter what he saw it was still going to be a strike tomorrow because the, the tape or the video wasn't going to change just because he said it was he worded it one way and i were another way because i can be quite witty when i needed to be so he didn't quite like that call that it was against him in the uh, in a little bit of a wider strike zone in a in a blowout game it, that that happened uh, last summer in WCBL. So it, uh, it it's one of those things. Yeah, I'm not saying make the strike zone bigger, but it was it was a, a pitch that was close enough at that point at that point in the game to say, hey, let's uh, maybe swing the bat a little bit and let's not pad try to pad your stats. And the the game was over. Both teams were like both said the coach were like, let's get out of here. The mosquitoes are here, and let's uh, let's get out of here. No harm, no foul, right? So, but there was one player he didn't uh, he didn't quite like that so jake if you're listening to this i think you know who that kid was but uh any actually uh uh, we'll talk about that later on too no we'll talk about now uh congratulations to kyle mckinnon he used to coach in uh in brooks for the brooks bombers he just signed a uh a deal to be a hitting coach in the arizona diamondbacks um um organization is with their minor league one of their minor league hitting instructors one of the good guys in baseball i got i got along with kyle really well for the one season that he was in brooks um that i was uh got got back into baseball that year and i got along quite well with kyle saw him about a, a dozen times that year one of the games was in brooks i was with uh, the late great mitch ball and uh and cody nelson was on the on third base i think it was and uh, we got out of there in about a minute and 47 in a nine inning game uh strike zone pitches through strikes we got out of there but Kyle, congratulations to you going to the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Maybe I'll get you on the uh, the Foul Tips podcast. Another fourteen twenty plug. We'll get you on the show and have a talk about your uh, your newfound career and your your move across the country. Anyways, anyways, we all make mistakes in the umpire world. The, the technology's out there. I got a top three uh, calls. Uh, I guess they're, they're not even top three. They're the three uh, worst calls that I can think in my recent memory in, in my lifetime that uh, that maybe some technology and stuff and the like. And if there was instant replay and, and review and the whole bit would have uh, might have changed the uh, the trajectory of, of, of baseball might change the trajectory of some careers and the like. Uh, number three, I think we've all known this one, 1996. Uh, Derek Jeter, the uh, Jeffrey Marr home run, uh, quite funny. Uh, they're playing the Baltimore Orioles. The funny part of this clip is that well, we all we all know the play. Uh, Richie Garcia, he was uh, the 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 
for first base, the right field uh, uh, umpire, he was out there to make the call. The one time that the, they do have, uh, the only time you do have uh, umpires in the outfield is during the playoffs. And this was a call that would probably be easier to make from second base when you're running out to make that call or from first base. Richie blew this one. Maybe he wasn't paying attention. Probably didn't think he was going to have to make a call that night. So maybe he was looking at somebody out in the stands. But anyways, we've all, uh, we've all seen it a thousand times. Uh, not good, not good on Richie's end. He was adamant that he caught uh, the, the the Baltimore Orioles uh, player. He probably should have jumped to catch the ball. Uh, one of those things that happens. But if you listen about a third of the way through this clip, Bob Euchers is one of the color guys. And he said, great, great hustle there by Richie Garcia. In other words, great hustle by Richie Garcia to make the call. Euchre didn't know that it was the wrong call at that point. So it was quite humorous at that point for uh, for Euchre to, to give Richie a pat in the back. And it turns out the call was really wrong. So have a Last time up, he stranded two. The Yankees have left ten men on base, including the bases loaded in the seventh. And two runners in both the fifth and the sixth. In right field, Tarasco going back to the track, to the wall. And what happens here? He contends that a fan reaches up and touches it. But Richie Garcia says no. It's a home run. Here comes Davey Johnson out to argue as Jeter comes across to tie the game. Well, in postseason, you have an umpire down each line. And he was there. And Garcia was right there. The pitcher, Benitez, comes all the way out from the mound to argue. But I don't know how he can tell from the mound. <laughs> I don't either. And I'll, t I'll, I'll tell you one thing. That's great hustle. Great hustle by Richie Garcia. Right. The contention by Tarasco is that the ball is descending and the fan touches it. He's right. He's, He's right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That ball was not in the seat. It's okay to catch it if it's over the wall, but if it's in the playing field, then it's not allowed. You're not allowed to touch it. And you can see that ball is touched right there. Nice catch by the kid. But you see right away, Tarasco is pointing. I had the ball. I had the ball. I thought he was camped under it. See, he's nonchalant right there, like he's going to catch it. And the kid, nice. Man, they need to he didn't sign him up. It. Oh, he didn't catch it. This brought it yeah. in. Yeah. You're right, Joe. I mean, look at this. He just reaches out. I mean, he is at least oh, he's way out. a foot onto the field. Oh, he's way out. And he makes the catch. Oh, wow. The way Tarasco was playing the ball, I'm not 100% sure he would have caught it. It might have hit off the top the of the wall. The second one I'm going to talk caught. about here was... Uh, 19th inning game. Uh, can't remember what year it was. It don't much matter. Don't, 2011 uh, Pittsburgh pa uh, Pirates versus the Atlanta Braves. Jerry Meals is a home plate umpire. He must have had a late dinner reservation or something because there was a play at home plate in a, in a it was a six and a half hour game. Jerry Meals, uh, he thought that the, the catcher laid the the, uh, the, the the swipe tag at home plate and there was no need for a, a swipe tag at home plate. It was just a bad call all around. It was not good. It was re a really bad call. I remember watching this uh, live actually. I'm a baseball dork. I watch a thousand games a year like I said and I remember watching this live and I said, how is he out? Like he didn't even make it to home plate, the uh, the Atlanta runner. It was absolutely horrible because the announcers, how they were laughing about it, that uh, Meals made the call. They're like, how can he make that call? How can he make that call? And it was such a, like it was such a bad call that you couldn't even go, 
well, I could see how he could make that call. I could see how he could make that. Just, oh, we're on power apologetic, and I, I could see how like sometimes we do that when we give give people a uh, a free pass because we're umpires when we wear the uh, the same costumes a few times a week. But this one was such a bad call by Jerry Meals in the nineteenth inning. Beer must have been getting warm or something in the in the dressing room. I don't know, but it was a bad call. Have a listen. Is Daniel McCutcheon and a ground ball to third, breaking for the plate, the throw, and they got him. No, he caught him safe. He caught him safe. Unbelievable. Jerry Meals caught him safe. The throw beat him by a mile. That is incredible. How can you end? He caught him safe. How can you end You've game? got to be kidding me, Jerry Meals. That is really That is unbelievable. The throw beat him by a mile. The last one we got for uh, this this segment is uh, of bad calls that umpires make. We've all seen this one, too. This one a lot of times. Jeez, uh, man. The Detroit, uh, Detroit Tigers, perfect game of the line. Armando Galarraga, two out in the bottom of the ninth. Or top of the ninth, I guess it would have been uh, ground ball to uh, ground ball to first base, and it got this call got kicked, and I don't understand how Jim Joyce could have made such a bad call, such an inopportune time. And then even his mecha- and then actually speaking of mechanics, his save call first base I thought was horseshit too. But anyways, uh, man, oh man, a perfect game on the line would have been the the third out of the inning. It was the flip to first base. Guy was out by over over a, a step for sure. Uh, this would have been one of those ones where I don't think anybody would have said anything differently if he would have just called him out. Uh, it was a game in, in August or June. I thought it was June that, that year of 2010. Uh, I don't think anybody would have cared if Jim Joyce would have called the runner out on that play because it would have been a perfect game. Part of history in the whole bit. It was a terrible call at a terrible time. And it, those ones uh, really seem to hurt your uh, your ego, especially when uh, the, the days of the uh, the internet and uh, everything else don't go away. Back, back when you had to record a game on VHS, or to, and, and hunt it down, uh, then they, they, they'd, uh, those ones would go away. But now those calls are everywhere and it's on badcalls.com or whatever it may be. Hopefully my calls never end up on that. But uh, yeah, it's a bad t- a bad time. Armando Galarraga, the next day, uh, they went to home plate meeting. Uh, Jim Joyce was at home plate the next day, if you recall. Just an awful situation for a for a guy who's a really good umpire over the years. Had a, a really good good strong career. He retired I think two or three years ago. But I thought he he was a strong umpire and he uh, he had a he made a bad call at a bad time. And that's sometimes you, you know you uh, you got to get the feel of the game. I'm not saying call call a guy out when he's supposed to be safe or call a guy safe when he's supposed to be out for the uh, the integrity of whatever game you're calling or open up a strike zone because we've all uh, been partial doing that a little bit. But uh, when a situation's like that, like I said, I don't think there would have been one player on that field that day in Detroit that would have uh, argued that the guy was out and the perfect game was intact for whatever would have been the 18th perfect game in the history of baseball at that point I think it was but anyways have a listen anyways uh, after you listen to that make sure you guys go to playcrate.com and give the gift to baseball all season long uh, by using promo code 1420 plate and get I think it's 20 bucks off your first uh, your first subscription service at playcrate.com today and give the give to baseball all year long Cabrera will cut it off. Galarraga covers. He's out. No, he's safe. He is safe. He is safe at first base. And here comes Jim Leland. Oh, my goodness.
said he was safe at first base. You make the call. The last portion of today's Hey Blue podcast, the Umpires podcast for Umpires by an Umpire is uh, brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD for 20 bucks off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com today. Anyways, uh, one thing we talk about on this show a lot and one thing we talk about at our clinics a lot and we uh, keep we push it no matter what. And I uh, think us older guys, we got to start taking our own advice a little bit is rule books, rule books, rule books, reading the rule book, understanding the rule book, understanding the spirit of the rule, how it works in different situations and the like. Uh, we None of us do it enough. You can never know too many rules. You can never know what each interpretation is supposed to mean too much. There's no way you can. It's very important to get into that rule book, d- dive into it on a weekly basis, daily basis. Like I said, I've said before, scrolling through Twitter, at, which I do a lot during the day uh, to just research this and some other, all my other shows I got going on in the 1420 group of shows, but getting in the rule book is so important. Uh, for young young umpires, old umpires, because uh, for for and knowing the the proper wording of a, of the the rule book can be very important because there's always that one coach who knows uh, a certain rule uh, better than you do, and there might it might be the most mundane, ridiculous rule that doesn't have any effect in the game, but it's your job to to make sure you're getting the the, the calls right, the rulings right, and making sure you know the spirit of the rule and not just the the, the letter of of the rule, which is two different things. Uh, it's very important to make sure. You you get those know the terminology know them inside and out i'm not saying memorize it but make sure you have a good working understanding uh when you're when you're 13 12 13 14 years old i can't expect you to know everything uh, about, about the game of baseball but watching the game and putting yourself in situations and having the rule book be, rule book beside you have it on your ipad have it on your phone have it everywhere so you can just scroll scroll through type in certain keywords you're not flipping through the old the old rule book the baseball canada or the major league baseball rule book i prefer that personally but that that's just me i, I i'm closer to 50 than i am 30 so i'm still the, the old the old guy off get off my lawn sitting in the front porch having a beer reading the rule book kind of deal but anyways making sure you have a proper 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 uh, learning uh working technology working stumbling here a working knowledge of the rule book is is so so important uh like having like these, these mythical rules, making sure you're you're watch you're washing those from your memory too, because you when you're younger you hear a lot of things uh, and, and they just become part of the uh, the vernacular of, of of your your officiating. They become part of your 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 inner soul, I guess. You hear them so much if you're around baseball park, parks a lot. Like the one the uh, the the hands are part of the bat, not true. Uh, tie goes to the runner. That's my Deanne loves saying that. She knows it drives me nuts. That tie goes to the runner. Either the ball beat you or it didn't. If if it didn't beat you you're safe right right like it's that's just what it's it's not a tie goes to the runner drives me nuts when she says that and she knows but she does it all the time on purpose the old uh, he broke his wrist so it's a swing thing don't fall for that kind of stuff there's an offering there's an offering situation that has to happen for a check swing learn the rules of the check swing get to know the proper terminology of, of everything so you, you when a coach or a manager or maybe a parent after a game comes up to you you can say these things of, of, of what the uh, the rule myths are and you can d- dispel these myths that that happen on a baseball field and people have just uh, because they haven't been trained in any way shape or form but they're they're all experts when it comes to the game of baseball and to umpiring you can't get them out there to be an umpire but they all know how to do it for some reason which is always a it's quite a funny thing actually when you think about it uh get to know the per- proper terminology like i said uh because coaches and managers they they become lawyers at some point they they, they want to hear that th- this that and the other and how it's uh, so, supposed to be like the the uh the infield fly a guy's got to have ordinary effort catching a fly ball right 
it's one of those things that the infielder or the pitcher or the catcher, if he rolls in, uh, he's got to be ordinary effort can make in that play. It's not a line drive. It's not a, a, a pop-up that, that, that they got to dive for. It's not any of those things, right? So the, the ordinary effort is, is something you got to learn, have in your, in your head what the, the infield fly is going to be. Uh, it's just, just those things that you have to get into your head. Uh, rules, practice them, know them, know the whole thing. Rules are almost as, as, as important as the, uh, the having your stance right and making sure you, it's more important making sure your uniform's pressed properly, which I'm a different on that because if you look good you usually get to a lot less hassle you can know everything in the rule book uh, verbatim but if you're going out there making bad calls and looking like a schmuck you'll let uh, you'll probably probably be a schmuck right it's one of those things but make sure you go out there and get things right okay thank you very much for joining on to the uh the hey blue umpire podcast this week we'll be back again next week like i said i'll get tyler tyler on the show with us we'll have a quick discussion about his paper uh read some rules this week do some mechanics in the mirror like i said th- this week Get things properly. Go and check your equipment bag. Make sure everything's ready to go. You're running out of time before the season comes around because before you know it, uh, the season will be, be on you. Your signers will be right there wanting you to do games. You won't, you won't be ready to go. So get in the mirror. Get your stance down. Watch our YouTube videos. We're going to put some more up there in the next day or so. That showed us uh, us older, more experienced guys uh, still learning our craft. And that's one thing I actually I, I, I noticed this week. We'll get out of here in a half a second here. Uh, last week when I was taking some pitches at uh, the PBA, taking some college pitches, and, man, kids are kids are good this early in the season. It's, it's quite crazy. The, that ball kind of gets up on you, so it's good to get out there. But but because I was doing on-the-rubber set and uh, and teaching uh, all winter long and, and in, the, in the late fall there, uh, I was doing a lot of things differently, and I found that my, my – uh, my my positioning behind the plate was a little bit better. It was a little bit tight, uh, closed quarters, but I was getting things that was that were in my head that were automatic because I've been saying these things over and over and over again bi-weekly at the Sun Numbered Umpire Association. So remember to get out there. Remember, remember to get out there when you take a clinic and do things the proper way and make sure you uh, get some practice on your own. So these clinics don't they don't last long enough, in my opinion. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of things we got to do on our own. When you're in the dressing room, make sure you're helping out your your partners. Talk rules that you don't understand. About understand with your partner give your assigners a call if you don't understand a rule something you read in the rule book drop us a line at 1420sports at gmail.com be happy to talk to talk to you guys wherever you are across this great land of ours be happy to uh, have anybody you want to talk about the great game of umpiring on the show uh, we'll do it every week for uh, as long as you guys keep listening it's one of our highest rated shows that we have in our group of shows so uh, there must be a lot of umpire dorks out there like I said umpire dorks mechanic dorks so we thank you very much for everybody who uh, listens to the show and remember everybody like we say every week the Sun Number Umpire Association one call's good two calls are bad have a good week folks we'll talk to you again next Wednesday